Morning, everyone. Thursday, the 28th of April. Christopher, could you please give us the overnight rundown? I'd be happy to, Ben. The Dow closed up 62 points. It was a wobbly session and it did fade into the close. Uh, at one stage, it was up 457 points, but only closed up 62, as I said. So I fade there. Spy futures were up 52 points pre-market. I just had a look then. The index is up 65 points, has been up as much as 70. So doing better than what futures were suggesting this morning. Basically, things settled down in the US overnight. There was a mixed batch of earnings report, but we saw Meta report, that's the old Facebook report, after the bell and shares were up 18 plus percent. Mind you, the stock is still down 50% within the last year. The other moving part, Xi called for China to step up infrastructure construction and also told officials in Beijing to ensure that China's growth outpaces the US this year. So throwing down the gauntlet, that has lit a fire under our commodities heavy market this morning. Names like BHP, Fortescue, Oz Minerals up more than 3%. So that's what's really driving our gains, but we are getting a bit of a relief rally after the last three sessions, the three howlers that saw the market fall more than 350 points and 4.5%. So nice to see us bouncing back and getting some of those losses back. Very nice. Thank you, Chris. Tom, what's happening locally? Well, as Chris alluded to, our market having a good day, having a bit of a bounce after two big days of selling. Miners and energy stocks outperforming on the back of those tailwinds out of China. A lot of production numbers filtering in. Pilbara Minerals, PLS and Sandfire SFR are having some good reactions. Paladin, PDN and St. Barbara, SBM are slipping on their updates. Defensive names in the consumer staples and gold sectors are easing. Coles also down on its quarterly sales numbers. They were talking about inflation and having to lift prices. Virtus Health is in a trading halt pending a trading update and the conclusion of an independent report into the CapFest offer. If you remember, they said it might not be in the best interest of shareholders to go ahead with that. On the economic front, first quarter export and import prices are due. The US has its advanced economic growth data tonight. Annualized growth of 1% in the March quarter is expected and that follows a 6.9% expansion in the December quarter. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that uh, number tonight reading rather. Very good. Thank you, Tom. And do you want to roll strategy while you're there? I will. Talking about the uh, a bit of a bounce for the market today, ASX 200 and S&P 500 are offering some small technical encouragement heading into the May 4th FOMC meeting. I'm talking about how it may not be the risk-off event it is touted to be. We also have iron ore holding up at above US $150 a tonne. That's ahead of the Chinese meeting, which is adding weight to the idea that it's not a precipitous moment for resources. And that's being evidenced today by um, moves in BHP and Rio, both are comfortably there. And you can check out the strategy for all of those juicy details. Great work. Thank you, Tom. Layden, anything from Brokerland this morning? Thanks, Ben. I'll keep it nice and short for you. Morgan's this morning has come out with a bit of a cautious approach on the banks just with rate rises looking imminent. They've downgraded ANZ and Westpac both to a hold. The target price for ANZ comes down to $26 from $30. It's 4% below the current share price. And the target price for Westpac comes down to $24 from $29.50. That's just about in line with the current price. Northern Star Resources, that's NST, was down 5.5% yesterday, but surprisingly upgraded to overweight this morning at JP Morgan. The target price of $11, implying a 14% upside. And Aluka Resources, ILU, being upgraded to outform at Credit Suisse. They're up 1.2% yesterday on their production update. I don't have any target prices yet this morning, but I'll write that one up for you in the newsletter. So look out for that one. Thanks. Good stuff. Thank you, Leighton. Henry, how are you traveling today? Good morning. 
morning, Ben. Forgive my croaky voice, still very much COVID effective at the moment. Just riding up this morning, quarterly uh, reporting season time. So although the big companies, it's February and August for the small caps, technology and resources, it's all about production reports and quarterly reports, which are coming thick and fast. We saw Pilbara out this morning, which has given them a little bit of a bounce, which is good to see. And the lithium stocks generally doing well. Uh, the small cap portfolio doing okay. Remarkably, yesterday it held up pretty well, which was good. Should be doing pretty well today. Written up, I had an email from someone, I saw actually a Facebook thing as well about EML payments, which had a massive ball while I was away. Funnily enough, before I went away, there was rumors that private equity, Bain Capital, was interested in the stock last year, but walked away. And given the complication and the moving parts of the stock, it's no wonder. And looking at the last presentation, it certainly was a pretty complicated presentation. The stock is halved. Just looking at that one as a potential buy, it may have been a little overdone. It's still complicated, but for someone willing to get in there and focus the business and sort it out and trim some of the fat, I think it does offer some good opportunities. And also talking about the big Aussie, BHP's dropped 12 and a bit percent. So that is a big, big fall. It's up three and a bit percent today. But when you consider it's on a 10% yield, admittedly that's historical, but it is a very generous payer of dividends and is exposed to all the good stuff like iron ore, nickel and copper. And of course, the Aussie dollar has helped as well down below 72. So quite like BHP here and 3% odd up today is a sign of things to come. I think I think that one could recover very much a proxy for the market being 10 or 11% of the ASX 200. But that's about it from me today. Great stuff as always. Thank you, Henry. And keep resting up. Need to get you back on your feet. Chris, what have you got for us in your trading section today? Something slightly different this morning. I had a look at Whitehaven Coal and there was a quite specific and very aggressive setup there. Just leveraging a three bar reversal pattern. Anyone who's been following my stuff for a while would know that I like this particular candlestick pattern. Basically, it's a down day, a blow off bottom and then a recovery the next day. And the trigger price this morning, I wrote it in the newsletter, was at 469 at last check. Uh, that was to you know buy it if it went through that price. At last check, it was at 475. So anyone who's 476, as I refresh from my screen. So for anyone who took that on board, hopefully it kicks. The target is up towards $5, but it was just a nice, short, sharp, little aggressive opportunity that I put in the newsletter and hopefully it pays off. And then in terms of theme Thursday, there'll be no new themes today. We're just basically looking to manage the themes that we have open at the moment, which are interest rate sensitives, materials, and the agriculture theme trade that we have open as well, which is actually held up really well in the current environment. It's quite defensive, of course. So that's going okay. The mining stuff, not so much. <laughs> Wins and losses. Wins and losses. That's it. Swings and roundabouts. That's it. Thank you, Chris. All right. Question of the day to finish in light of Facebook's results. Are you on Facebook? And what do you think of its future? Tom? I I am on the Facebook as it was previously. I, I only use it for events and for people in our generation or demographic. That's, I think, the main thing. I don't post or read anything or spend any time more than I need to. Into the into the metaverse, it's diving. I'm, I've, I haven't looked into that too much. I'm, that might be a very significant future for it, but who knows? I'm not, I'm not too excited about getting a house in the metaverse, although might be able to afford property there more than I am in reality. Might be the only chance. Yeah. You're good, Layton? Yeah. I'm on Facebook as well, but just like Tom, I don't really use it for that much. I sort of check sporting updates and stuff. I follow a lot of pages on there, so covers that. But I think a fair few people are actually becoming millionaires from selling properties in the metaverse already. So oh. we might be out of luck there. We might B- not be Bitcoin able to Bitcoin millionaires it. or yeah, real Bitcoin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Henry? Yes, I am on Facebook. I use it a lot, obviously. As part of Marcus Day, we have the Facebook group, which I look after. So that does drag me onto it. As Tom says, it's really good for events.
events and being of a generation that likes to keep in touch with friends around the world, it is a fantastic thing for me. I do use it quite a lot. And things like Instagram, which my wife uses, are complete rubbish as far as I can work out. They just try and sell you stuff that looks nothing like what happens when it actually arrives at your doorstep. So for me, Facebook still is my go-to social media platform, I must admit. Fair enough, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm much the same as Henry. As I said the other day, I don't understand why Facebook that has comments and pictures has been broken out into Twitter, which is comments, and Instagram, which is pictures. I don't understand why everyone needs 15 goddamn platforms these days to do the same thing that Facebook does all along. What I'm starting to like a little bit more is Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> so I spend a bit of time trolling that every now and again for certain little things. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, on. you can go down a rabbit hole. You could <laughs> waste a lot of time looking at uh, Facebook Marketplace. So um, yeah, I'm trying to use my social media less and less. You know, I'm I'm sort of like Marcus. I, I don't I don't rate it. Um, I'm on there a bit. Fair enough. And I am the same as Tom and Layton, and it's mostly events. Messaging is really good, obviously, but the traditional use of Facebook of words and photos, I think, to counter your point, Chris, Instagram does a much better format and platform for images, and Twitter does a much better platform for news or commentary. So Facebook is just according doing to you, according both to you. badly. <laughs> according to you, <laughs> uh, I'd take my word over yours. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> Post that on. So I think it would need to to have a, a substantial future. It would need to yeah probably do something real funky with that metaverse stuff. Otherwise, I think there's just better. There will be better solutions for all of the other functions that it does. Okay, but we shall see. All right, thanks guys. Thanks team. See Thank you tomorrow. Toodles. Thanks guys. Bye.